Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Queen with Standards podcast. I'm John Tay, and guess what? Guess what? Today I'm excited because this is the first time that I think we have talked marriage on the Queen with Standards podcast. A lot of times we talk about things for single women, but guess what? We're talking marriage, but for single women. That's right. I, being a married woman, am going to share a lot of things that I have learned in marriage. But I'm gonna give you three top things that I wish somebody told me when I was single in preparation for marriage. Like there are some things that I'm like, why, how come (laughs) nobody told me? (laughs) So I'm here to share those things with you and you don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Queen with Standards podcast. If you wanna be inspired and empowered to transform your life and relationships, you're in the right place. We're all about faith, growth, and elevation here. I'm your host, Jonte Rashawn. So let's get started with this week's episode. Okay, okay, okay. I've been married for 15 years. I think you guys know that by now. And I always say, listen, marriage is work. It is a journey. It is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) All of the things. But it is great. Marriage is great. I love being married, but listen, there are some things that I learned along the way that I was like, oh my God, early on, it was a struggle. Okay. And I think I'm pretty candid when I share that in our first three years of marriage, we separated for a little bit. We did. We actually did. It was tough. And that is one of the reasons that I want to share some of the things that you need to be aware of. If you're a single woman and you're thinking about marriage in the near future, in the far future, listen, you need to know. Okay. (laughs) So the first thing is that marriage is about seasons. Okay. And they're not all good. Seasons that are not all good, just like life, right? But when we think about getting married, especially if we have that fairy tale in our minds, right? Like I wasn't one of those girls who always dreams about the wedding dress and the wedding. And I wasn't one of those. I didn't have my dress picked out years before. But one thing that I did always want was a man to love me. So I would say I spent so many years just looking for love in the wrong places. And I'm sure that there are some of you that can relate to that because you know, as women, we want to be loved. And so I spent so many years doing that, but nobody told me, I think nobody really prepared me for the seasons. Now, obviously my parents um, have been married almost 50 years. And so I saw them go through a lot of things and my grandparents and all the things, but the love that I had in my mind, okay, the true love that I was looking for, it wasn't going to have these seasons of distress and these seasons of you know, heard in these seasons that were just bad seasons. So knowing that marriage is about seasons, I would say to understand that it's all about perspective. If you are understanding that it's going to be about seasons, right? It's very cyclical. And this is how I like to describe it, right? You might have the start at the top where you and your husband are just all in love with each other. You're googly eyed and they can do no wrong. Okay. That's one season. And then you might move into a season of you know, okay, you know, we're good. You know, we're, we're seasons. We've been here. We're good. And then you might move into the seasons of it's a little less romantic. We're just kind of like moving as friends and vibing and chilling. And that's great too, because your lover should be your friend. And then you move into the season of, you know what, can you move your feet 
or stop putting that right there because you're you starting to work my nerves. You know, it's that season of, oh, I could use a little bit of a break. Okay. And then <laughs> the last season would be that season of, if I never see him again, it might be too soon. Okay. So that's your little cycle of what's going to happen throughout those seasons. But if you understand it's all about seasons, then the bad seasons have less weight. Bad seasons have less weight because you understand that it's a part of it. Just think about if you are on your job, every aspect of your job is not good. Every aspect of running a business is not good. Think about your girls, your friends that you've had for 20 and 30 years. Every season with your friends has not been good, right? And marriage is the same thing. I think we were thinking because we're in love and we're all these things, it's going to be great. Listen, it is not always going to be great. And transitions are the worst. And that means sometimes the best moments in your life, right? For either one of you, it can be a promotion, right? A new job, new babies, children in the house. All of those things are amazing, right? They're amazing and they heighten your life in one area. But what happens is it can put your marriage in a low place because now your focus is shifting, right? So the very routine you had of how you spend your time together, your date nights, your your energy and your focus and how you balance everything, the balance is thrown off. And once the balance is thrown off, the very first thing that will suffer will be your marriage, believe it or not. Because when you have kids, they're in need of you. So as a mother, even as a father, your innate response is going to be to the children. When you have a new job, guess what? New responsibilities, new level, new devil, however you want to look at it. You've got to put extra focus and time into those things that again, takes away from your marriage. A lot of times our spouse is the one that sometimes is expendable, even if it's unintentional if that makes sense, right? Because it's sort of like, okay, they're the one that's there. They're there every day. Sometimes you can just take it for granted a little bit. And that's on both parts. It's not from a bad place. It just sort of happens innately. So again, having that understanding and perspective that it's all about seasons. This is a journey. It is not a sprint. (laughs) You know, it's a marathon. And as long as you have a, a love and a foundation and you communicate with one another, you'll be good. Okay. So that's the first thing. Okay. The next one is a big one. It is that you marry the family. And I know that you feel like you hear this all the time. People say, watch the family. You marry the family too. But I don't think that we think about it the way we should think about it. And that doesn't mean the family could be great, right? You can get along with them. Great. The dynamics are great, but the problem comes in with, we all are raised differently right? And it doesn't necessarily mean bad or good single family, you know, single parent family as to a married couple raising. All of those things is not what determines it. The problem is that when you come from different backgrounds or different households that we all do, the dynamics affect the way we are in marriage. They just do. So the family dynamics are going to play a role in how he is as a husband, Just as those dynamics of how you were raised, they affect your role as a wife, how you think you're supposed to behave and move within marriage and vice versa. So it's tricky to navigate those things in the beginning. Now, as the years go on, right, as you begin to trust each other and learn how you move and what you like, then you develop your own dynamic within, you know, your household. And that's when things get a lot better. But going into it, 
those dynamics are impacted by their upbringing. So that's what I mean by you marry the family, because there are some people who are not close with their families, but that doesn't change the impact that being raised in that household has on their role as a husband and as a father. Let's not forget about as a father or as a mother, right? If they had a strained relationship with their mother or their father, or you did, it is going to impact how you view them, how they should be as a father or how you are as a mother. So yes, you marry the family, but also just be mindful that this can change, okay? Over time, it can change. But going in, you have to know that what you see, what they experienced, it'll play a role in your household. It'll play a role in your marriage. So just be mindful, pay attention. All of it's not bad, even if there are strains in the family, but just be mindful and have conversation. This is one of the reasons that I am a huge advocate for premarital. As much premarital counseling training that you can get, please do it. (laughs) Please do it. And I'm telling you firsthand, we took two 10-week classes and the questions that they ask, I mean, they bring your credit score because these are things that a lot of times go hidden in marriages. How often do you really come to the table and bring your credit score, not just your credit score, honey. Let me see (laughs) your, your credit printout. That's full transparency because you need to know what you're dealing with. Not only does that tell you a little bit about how responsible that they've been in the past, again, doesn't mean it can't change, but you need to know what kind of debt we're looking at. (laughs) Let's just be honest. These are things you need to know. Um, One of the other things that they discuss in premarital is the family dynamics. That's a huge thing that they discuss because they understand the importance. That's one of the places I was told about the importance, but still not all the way prepared. So that's why I'm giving you this. Okay. (laughs) Um, They talk about expectations for, for sex, all the things. Okay. So huge advocate, do not marry without some sort of premarital counseling, preferably in the church. Okay. All right. So the last thing that I want to share, and this is just the biggest Okay, it is the biggest. If you don't have God in your marriage, forget it. Just throw the whole thing away. And that might sound harsh, but I'm telling you, I would not be married today if we did not build our marriage on God. Now, if you're already married and you haven't built it on God, it is never too late. But I'm saying that it's so important to have it. And I'm gonna give you a couple of reasons why, okay? The first reason is boundaries and boundaries. I always push, push, push boundaries. And this is one of the things that sometimes I get pushed back on single women about uh, boundaries because boundaries are something that limits a person. And you know, this day and age, everybody thinks you can't, you want to be who you are and have freedom to do these things. Listen, I agree. I do agree. This is one of the reasons you need to be equally yoked because when you have boundaries, which every relationship in your life should have boundaries, that is just 100% fact. Your relationship with your boss, there should be boundaries. Your relationship with your coworkers, your relationship with your girl, your homegirl, boundaries. Your relationship with your friends, boundaries, family, boundaries. That is how you maintain your standards. That's how you keep your head, your peace, all the things, right? So the reason that we want boundaries based on God is because the way the world is now, 
the way that you see some of the biggest couples in the world parading their marriages, that's become the norm for some people. And if you don't have some sort of belief in following the, what God set out for marriage to be, you're going to end up down a path that leads to divorce. The divorce rate is so high. It's because people are doing things in marriage without boundaries. And I'm talking about things like giving passes to their mates. You know what I mean? Like a hall pass. Like every now and then you can be with somebody that is not me. You can have sex with somebody that's not me. I'll give you a pass every now and then. Just just once a year. I actually know a couple. Once a year they give a pass. But you know what? He doesn't see on the other side of her allowing that pass because there's a boundary that he doesn't want to meet. What it's doing to her. Because you hear the questions from her, I wonder why he needs it. What's wrong with me? And again, what is that doing to your self-worth? And what is that? How does that impact your marriage down the road? Right? And so we want to be careful about that. And we're looking to the world and not what God called marriage to be, because remember, he designed it to be forever. He designed it that way, right? But if you're looking to everything that they're doing out there, wrong path, wrong road. <laughs> okay. And another reason that you need um, God in your marriage is to get through the bad seasons. And that takes you back to point one, right? It's not going to be all good. <laughs> there are going to be times when you're going to say, sir, can you turn a corner? Don't come back for a week. <laughs> that sounds bad. I love being married. I do. <laughs> but it's just it's just being realistic. That is what's going to happen. And if you don't look to God and you pray and understand that it's going to be okay. You have faith in your marriage and you rely on him to change your husband because we can't change him. How many know that we cannot change men? And guess what? They can't change us. Only one person can do the changing and we need him to be a part of our marriage. Okay. So that's where I'm at with those. Okay. So let's recap the three points really quick, right? The three things, top three things that I wish I knew that somebody told me before marriage. First thing is that marriage is about seasons and they are not all good. Okay. That's first. The second thing is that you marry the family. And by the family, I mean the dynamics have a trickle-down effect. Be mindful. And the third thing is that, listen, if you don't have God, forget about it. So those are the things that I want to share. I may do a part two of this because there's so many things to know. There's so many things to know. But in the meantime, I hope these are great. Please put them in the back of your mind. <laughs> because guess what? As you walk down that aisle, it's going to get real. But now you have three points that are helping you along the path. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on the Queen with Sanders podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more about Queen with Sanders, go ahead and check out our Instagram page at Queen with Sanders. And don't forget to grab something from our shop. I'll catch you on the next one. Many blessings. <laughs>